grab your musket, grab your red dancing shoes, grab your night vision goggles. Welcome to Dancing is Forbidden in Aqua Teen Hunger Force Exploration. I am Ronnie, and on this podcast, I am usually watching through and talking about every Aqua Teen episode, one episode at a time. But since it's the end of the month, we're jiggling over here on the Community Jiggle episode 4, March. I hope you didn't get sucked into a rainbow this month and get your nice gold chain stolen. I also hope you didn't get pinched because you didn't wear green on St. Patrick's Day. I hate that. That is the most annoying fucking thing in the world, but hope nothing bad happened to you. Luckily, I don't really see people a lot, so nothing like that happened to me. I'm as good as I ever was. I also made some corned beef this month for St. Patrick's Day, so that was a tasty treat. Never made it before. Turned out pretty good. But alright, you know the deal for this community jiggle business. We're going over some random Aqua Teen stuff I've found throughout the month, as well as a little bit of recap on the episodes we covered this month, and a bunch of other stuff. Before I get into that though, let me tell you what we'll be covering next month in April. On the 4th, we have Super Trivia. On the 11th, we have Universal Remonster. The 18th, we have Total Recarl. And the 25th, we got that month's Community Jiggle alongside the Patreon episode. So... Make sure you watch those episodes so you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, of course, this month over on the Patreon feed as well, there is our third deep dive into the Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters. So if you're signed up over there, go take a peek, see what we got. We have almost three and a half hours now of discussion on that film, and we're just getting started. We still have over 50 more minutes of the film to talk about. It's going to be a long-ass podcast series, but I'm ready for it. We actually, not only are we talking about the main film, but we're actually talking about the deleted film as well now, and just kind of tying in, seeing which jokes line up, which jokes were omitted, all that good stuff. And in case you don't know, there was so much deleted footage, essentially, from the Aqua Teen, the first film, that they just compiled it all into a second movie, essentially. So it's kind of similar as the first one, but there's a lot of different stuff, and it's really kind of shocking the differences between the two and it's really fun to see what the finished product came from because the film was in the works for quite a while and because they made it all on site they could always go back and change stuff so because of that they ended up with literally a second movie worth watching so yeah just kind of going over both those things having a good time if you would like to get access to those episodes as well as support the show and, you know, get some other episodes in there as well, covering other Adult Swim shows, head on over to patreon.com slash dancingisforbidden and you'll get hooked up over there. You'll be exposed to a whole new world. There's a lot of shit over there. Check it out. Anyways, I should mention all the links mentioned in this episode, of course, will be down in the show notes. Give those puppies a little peek. You might like what you see down there. But all right, that's enough riffraff. What do we have going on? With Aqua Teen Hunger Force this month. Well, I found a YouTube channel that actually is archiving the production music from the show. So whoever's running the channel is going out and finding the tracks that they used in the show and, and labeling them, you know, where they come from and stuff. So super useful resource. And I really look forward to using it going forward. Check the show notes for that, of course. But as of this recording, there are 48 different tracks in this playlist that are used in the show Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So, Video Killed the Radio Star, that's the name of the channel. Check it out, some good stuff. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself here. So what's the news for this week in Aqua Teen since our last episode? Nothing really, but there is a point I wanna touch on. So, in last week's episode, we talked about how Dana Snyder said a little bit about the movie, which of course, in that episode, I, I was like, hey, this isn't really anything new. We know we actually know more than he's giving away, and I talked about it there. Well, there is a little snippet that I didn't notice where he said it's coming out this summer. Now, take that with a grain of salt. We don't know. 
I mean, I'm maybe he was told that, and even if it, it's totally true, it could get pushed back still. We just don't know. So until there's an official release date, I'm not going to dwell on things like that because don't want to get disappointed, don't want to get saddened by anything not coming out when expected. But, you know, saying summer is pretty reasonable. You would expect a movie to come out in the summertime, right? That's the time for watching movies. So who knows? We'll see. Of course, whenever I hear anything concrete, I will let you know. I mean, we know it's not the springtime because it hasn't been announced yet. So summertime seems pretty logical. So we'll see. I'm honestly wondering if they're going to announce the Aquadonk side pieces release date alongside the movie, maybe. They'll kind of do those in tandem. Who knows? Because, yeah, it's just been silence. We haven't gotten anything. Back in November, we were getting the Adult Swim Festival, having a good time, getting all this information, and now there's nothing. So something should be coming soon. But all right, kind of a light month in terms of news. I have one more thing, and this is a follow-up on something that I talked about previously on the podcast. Now, I can't remember which episode, but there was an episode in the past couple months where I talk about how my fiance heard on the radio something about an interview with someone working on something with talking food products, like a big movie or something like that. And it totally seemed like it was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Well, I think I found out what this was about. Now, she swears that they were saying that it was something about talking food products. For those who didn't hear that, basically, my fiance told me that because she just ran out to do something and told me she heard on the radio that they were going to be talking about some upcoming movie for a, a classic, you know, cartoon with talking food products. So we assumed it was Aqua Teen. So I get in my car to try and listen on the radio because I don't have a radio in my house. And in there for half an hour, you know, I'm sitting there with my phone in my hand ready to record it if they start saying shit, but nothing. And uh, never found out what that was about until recently I saw on Reddit for my town's uh, subreddit that there is a guy who used to go to school here. He, he grew up here, is my understanding, that he now works for Bento Box Entertainment. He's been there for over eight years, it looks like. But his name is Peter Axomet, and he is working on Bob's Burgers. So I'm wondering if that's kind of what they were talking about, that a guy from, from Rochester, the city I live in, he is working on Bob's Burgers, but he does work at Bento Box Entertainment, who is doing the Aqua Teen film. So not entirely sure, but I assume it has to do with this guy, right? Because my town isn't that big. I mean, it's only like a hundred something thousand people. So what kind of insider information would they be getting other than this guy in terms of animation involving food of some sort, right? So I think that's what it had to do with. Possible that this guy is working on the Aqua Teen film, but looking at his LinkedIn, I'm not seeing it. The article I saw about him didn't mention Aqua Teen. Uh, I guess I can try and reach out to him. We'll see if I'm like, hey, man, I live in the town you used to grow up in. Uh, you want to give me some inside information? But we'll see. Maybe I'll just reach out to him. But yeah, that's kind of uh, it's kind of nice to know. I assume this is what this is about. Again, my fiance swears that they were talking about talking food products. Uh, again, to my knowledge, no talking food products in Bob's Burgers. But hey, who knows? Real quick here, I want to mention that my buddy Calvin of the You Show Show podcast he started streaming on Twitch, so check the show notes if you want to check that out. But the reason I'm bringing it up here is he is a Link to the Past pro, okay? That Zelda game, Link to the Past, he's really good at it. And he's he said like every two days he's been beating it just like casually. He just, he knows his stuff, okay? So he's been playing it on Twitch with a randomizer. And I know you're asking, Ronnie, why are you telling me this? Because I told my boy Calvin... You gotta be Meatwad in this game, dude, because I saw a picture on Instagram of someone as Meatwad in that game. So Calvin looked into it, lo and behold, he figured out how to make his character into Meatwad. So he is playing as little Sprite, a little pixelated Meatwad, running around doing this shit. It's so fucking funny to watch. So if you like Twitch, if you like Zelda, if you like video games, check that out in the show notes. 
But all right, that is it for our news items this month. Let's head on over and discuss the episodes we talked about this month. Starting off with Super Sirloin, I find it really interesting here, and I forgot to mention it in the episode, that we really think that Super Sirloin did well selling his album, right? Because the warehouse is just full of food that people brought in, you have to assume. And if his album sold that well, why does he need to break into the bank to pay off his patio furniture, right? You, you think he could just pay it off with his album sales, but maybe he was in a bad contract and, you know, the little bit of money he was getting wasn't enough. I don't know, but I just I just find it funny that it seems like that single was wildly successful given the food he received, but he needs the money from the bank. Interesting. Anyways, I did a little poll over on one of the Aqua Teen Facebook groups alongside Twitter And I asked, which episode do you prefer? MCP Pants, which is Season 1, Episode 9, or Super Sirloin, Season 2, Episode 7? And the results are kind of what you would expect. Over on Facebook, it was 77% for MCP Pants, and the rest for Super Sirloin. And over on Twitter, it was 73% MCP Pants, 26.8% Super Sirloin. So thank you, everyone, for voting in those if you voted. Always love to see it, but, you know, I kind of expected this. What I'll be interested to do is once we get the little brittle episode, then doing a, a three-way on that and seeing which one wins. That will be interesting because I'm both. I got lots of comments about little brittle, so we'll see how people take it then. All right, that's really it for Super Sirloin. This month, I did not post on Instagram asking for feedback just because the system for that is so bad. It's really difficult for me to read the responses and stuff. So I'm trying to think of a different way to go about doing that to get feedback from from you, the listener, on what you think about the episode so I can talk about it here. Of course, if you ever have anything to say, just send it to me, you know, however you want to. Check the show notes for every single possible way to reach out to me. If you send me something, then then I can, you know, consider reading it then. Otherwise, I'm not sure if I'll keep doing the Instagram stories, especially since not everybody's on Instagram. So if you got something to say, something you want to say about the episode, just reach out to me. Moving on to Super Squatter, our friend Vinny did just that. Vinny sent me this. And let me preface this by saying that this is when we were talking about all these football games that were coming out. Okay, here's Vinny. Not sure if anyone is going to follow up on the football games. I play sport video games pretty much exclusively. I remember the 2K football games fondly. Part of the reason that Madden is the only one you hear about anymore is that EA Sports has an exclusive deal with the NFL. So there's other football games that exist, but they have generic, made-up players. Lame. And the college football games stopped getting made seven or eight years ago because it became an issue that college players aren't getting paid for their likenesses. But there's recently been a deal struck regarding that, so I think the NCAA football will come back soon. Those are also remembered fondly by the gaming community. But part of that is that Madden is pretty much a monopoly, and it would be nice to have any alternative at this point. So thank you, Vinny, for reaching out, because I really appreciate this insight, because I was genuinely curious about all this football video game business. And yeah, the NCAA stuff makes sense. I know I've listened to a podcast where they were talking about how these players were just getting fucked over, because it's like, oh yeah, here's your scholarship. Now we're going to make a million dollars off of your likeness and and you don't get to see any of it. So that I understand and, and I do agree with it, you know, from an ethical standpoint. But yeah, I mean, pay the players and, and then you can put them in the game. Simple as that. I mean, obviously it's probably more complicated than that. And I have no idea what I'm talking about, but hey man, that's what I would do in that situation. But yeah, kind of cool to see that, that Madden will start getting some more competitors at this point, hopefully. And that should ideally push that genre forward give people a good time like they had back in 2003. 
So, all right, that's really it for Super Squatter. Moving on to the meat zone, some things I want to point out here. So, first of all, somebody messaged me because I wasn't really clear in the podcast episode. I was saying, oh, Shake has porno mags in this episode, and, and they wouldn't have done anything like this before. And by this, I meant how graphic the magazine was. Of course, there is a porno mag in Revenge of the Moon and Nights, but that magazine is really cartoony looking and you don't really see anything. It's women in, in what look like 60s bras and stuff like that. So it's not very revealing. But Frenzy, on the other hand, there are two butts that I swear to God aren't even wearing a thong. So it's literally just bare asses that they are showing. And they look, they're, if they're not real, they're at least photorealistic. So I, that, that's what I was driving at. I, I really hope that I didn't confuse too many people with that. But yeah, that's what I meant by that. And an interesting thing about the meat zone that I didn't mention there is the discrepancy in its name. So over on HBO Max, it's listed as Meat Zone, all one word. On the DVD, it is Meat Zone, but two words. And then in a bunch of other places, it is The Meat Zone, you know, all separate words, like The Dead Zone. And that's the version that makes most sense to me, because it's supposed to be spoofing The Dead Zone. So why wouldn't it be spelled, or at least, you know, spaced out and everything similarly, I don't know, you know, so what the actual official title is, I'm not entirely sure here. I'm just going to stick with the meat zone because I like that the most, but always interesting when you see this pop up. And I noticed this because I went to show my fiance the episode and on HBO Max, I noticed it when I was looking for the episode because normally when I watch this, it's on my computer. I have all the files on my computer, so I don't watch it through a, st a streaming service. So I didn't notice it at that point. But yeah, when I pulled up my HBO Max to show my fiance, then I noticed it. I looked further into it and the rabbit hole just goes, you know, there's no depth to it. Who knows how it's spelled? Your guess is as good as mine. Another funny tidbit from that show, this is a personal story here, is that at work, like a couple days after I covered the episode, I had a coworker bring up to me the movie The Prophecy, which I only knew about from Aqua Teen, from covering the episode that week. So very funny to see a movie I otherwise wouldn't have known brought up to me then. Kind of cool. Otherwise... I missed some information in the episode because we see the chocolate milk box that Meatwad has, and there are a couple little interesting things on it that I did not mention that I want to mention now. First of all, the brand is Mad Cow Dairy, which is <laughs> really quite funny. And then in the nutrition facts, bovine hormone is one of the criteria listed. So there is total carbohydrates, calories from, and then it's cut off, but I assume it's, you know, from fat or something like that, or sugar or whatever, uh, total sugars, just stuff that, that isn't really interesting, but then there's bovine hormone. Now, I don't know, maybe this is actually listed on milk. I, I don't know. I, I've never noticed it, but I, I thought that was kind of funny. So those are some of the, the jokes that I picked out. And there's just a lot of text on this box, and I really believe, like, there's one that starts off with mad cow dairy, and then that's all I can read. There's just so much more, and I bet it's a funny joke, but we can't see it to my knowledge, so that's as much info as I can give on that. So, all right, that's some bonus discussion on the three episodes we covered this month. Some great episodes. I really like all three of those. All really fun in their own interesting way. Let's head on over to the other side. I'll tell you what I've been doing. One of the most interesting things about life is you can think that you're done with something but you're not. Sometimes it takes one year to get back into it, sometimes five, sometimes ten, sometimes way more than that. And something that I recently got back into that I never expected to get back into, that black gold, baby. I've been drinking some of that coffee again this month. I used to drink a little bit of it in high school, but I would have to mix so much sugar and milk into it for it to be palatable to me that it would just give me a stomach ache and it was just kind of coffee-flavored 
sugar milk. So I was like, yeah, I should stop drinking this. It's, it's not worth it. And yeah, I stopped then. But I don't know, just a few different factors in my life kind of pushed me into that direction again. My favorite podcast, Booyah 90s Now, they were talking about coffee. They were talking about a storm about it piqued my interest. And on top of that, I've been watching a show a lot called Kenny versus Spenny, which is a Canadian uh, comedy show. And one of the people on the show, Kenny, he's always like, oh, I want a coffee. He's always, he always needs his coffee. So between these two, I'm like, fuck, man, I got to give this stuff a try again. So at the beginning of the month, I went to the gas station a couple times, picked myself up a coffee, and I made sure, like, all right, if I'm going to start drinking this stuff, I'm not putting sugar in it. I'm not putting anything in it. I just want it, you know, as itself. And that's the only way I'm going to get into it because I'm, I'm not trying to drink a bunch of sugar or anything like that. And yeah, I liked it. And I noticed I would drink it while doing the podcast and it would give me some energy. Surprise, surprise, right? Who would have fucking thought coffee is giving someone energy? Holy shit. Anyways, yeah, it would just it would help me stay focused and on track. And I would finish episodes way sooner, which was really nice because when I'm lethargic and and feeling shitty, then I'm going to sit here and fucking click around and look at stuff I shouldn't be looking at, I should be working, and yeah, it just really helped, so figured, hey, let's invest in the coffee maker, now I was a little scared, because I don't want to get addicted to this stuff, okay, I don't want to get a dependency to it, I really just want it when I'm working on the podcast, and so I've been limiting myself, but yeah, I got the coffee maker, picked up a couple different flavors from work, just like the generic Target brand, so I'm sure it's not the, you know, creme de la creme, but I like it well enough. You know, I started this with gas station coffee here. I'm not looking for anything, you know, top tier. But yeah, I, I've just been enjoying it. And it's nice to have another drink that isn't soda pop, which is fucking awful. And I need to stop just drinking completely. Or, you know, I don't know, beer or something, which uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about the beer. But uh, yeah, it's nice to have another drink in the mix, something to explore. Now, obviously, coffee can go really deep if you want it to, if you want to get real serious with it. I'm just taking it easy for now, but if you know anything about coffee, let me know. Let me know your preferences, anything. I'm open for exploration. I'm open to experimentation. I've lived in the fucking shadows for the past 10 years now. Let me open my mind a little bit. Beyond that, when I picked up the coffee maker, I also splurged. I got an air fryer too, which, yeah, that's healthy, right? But it's been pretty fun to play with that. Um, obviously, I'm trying to avoid the route that is me just buying a bunch of bagged french fries to cook up uh that's you know pretty tasty to do but i made some brussels sprouts in it and stuff just just playing around with that as well but the air fryer is cool we actually made wings in it the other night and those turned out like beautifully the only downside is you can only fit so many in the thing it's not like huge or anything but yeah I, you know i've seen air fryers ever since i worked at target so for about four years now and i'm like man i gotta try one these one of these days so i finally did that as well and yeah, both been working out. I got them both on sale, the coffee maker and the air fryer. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gotten either. But yeah, been playing with those, going crazy in the kitchen these days. But all right, real quick, let me hit you with the things I've been, you know, checking out this month and all that good stuff. In terms of films, I haven't seen anything. I went to go see the new Batman movie. But when I got there, long story short... I went there with my fiance and her mom was in town. So we went there kind of last minute. I'm like, oh man, the movie's been out for a month. We'll be able to see it. Nope. Entire place was basically sold out except for a couple random seats that weren't connected or we could all sit together in the front rows. So we noped out of there, drove back home, right? We just drove to the theater, you know, completely across town and just drove back home. So I didn't get to see that. So no films. In terms of television, you know, I'm still on that 90 day fiance grind. 100% until I see every episode, I'm on that grind. Otherwise, 
Hannah and I started watching a show called Sister Wives, another TLC reality show. I couldn't tell you why. Gun to my head, I don't know why, but we're a few seasons in. I, I honestly don't know why. I, I can't stress that enough. It's not like it's a very scandalous show like 90 Day Fiance. It's not even particularly crazy. It's kind of wholesome. Uh, you know, a different lifestyle than the one I would choose to lead. Sometimes you're kind of rolling your eyes at some of the stuff. Look, I'm a spoiler king. I love spoilers. I looked up spoilers about this show. I know it gets a bit crazier. Things kind of fall apart, as you would expect. So I honestly don't know why we're watching it, though. So moving on, let's move on to music. What have I been listening to this month? Well, as I talked about, I discovered a cool-ass podcast called Master Shake Theater. That's right, another Aqua Teen podcast. Been listening to that and the guy who basically runs the podcast, turns out he's in like 17 different bands, and they're all pretty freaking cool. So, I was listening to the one a lot that he sings in called Oscar Bait. Let me play you a little bit of that. Nobody in That's right. That's Oscar bait. I'm going to have to take vocal lessons from Jim or something. I don't even know how you sing like that. My throat hurts just listening to it, but it kicks ass. They have an EP out called Everything Louder Than Everything Else, and I picked that bad boy up on vinyl. You know I did. You know I'm about supporting those small artists. God damn it. So I picked that up, spinning that in the old record player. It's a good time. Check out Oscar bait. Also, check out Master Shake Theater if you want to hear that guy talking in a normal voice. I know now I've piqued your interest. What does he sound like when he's not yelling? Well, go listen to Master Shake Theater, of course. Link in the show notes. Otherwise, some bands I like have been putting out some new music, you know, hyping up for their albums that are supposed to come out later this year. One I am particularly interested in is a band called Conjurer. They are a metal band. I don't listen to a whole lot of metal anymore, but Conjurer, they have my heart. Their 2018 album, Meyer, was just insane top to bottom. Love it so much. They're combining all different metal genres into one. And they put out a new single called It Dwells. Not super excited by it, honestly, because the thing I liked about their album, Meyer, was all the riffs and stuff. Not a whole lot of riffs on this song, but I'm cutting them some slack. Meyer kicked ass. I'm sure that this next album will be great, too. So, you know, I pre-ordered that bad boy. And let me play you a little bit of Conjurer's It Dwells. All right, that's all I'm going to put you through, I understand. Most people probably won't like that, but I like that little part of the song. But overall, it's like seven minutes. We'll see. I think the whole album will be good, though. I got high expectations. I think the boys are going to do it again. Otherwise, last but not least, been exploring the discography of the Kings of Convenience and all of their side projects. Don't worry, this isn't none of that metal music. This is some smooth stuff. Enjoy this. This is Commode. Don't forget,
All right, put your pants back on. That song is Fight or Flight or Dance All Night by Commode, who is fronted by Eirik Glembeck Bo. I probably did not say that correctly at all, but he is one member of two of Kings of Convenience, the band I mentioned up top. They got all sorts of cool shit like that between the two of them and the band itself. It's pretty great. So that's what I've been listening to, jamming out to this past month. Some interesting stuff going on, some exciting stuff. I bet next month will be even better, but you probably won't even tune in because you'll be like, he was playing that fucking metal shit. Fuck that. I'm not listening to that anymore. Anyways, so that's it for our music. In terms of video games, nothing new. You know the deal. Slay the Spire, Overwatch. Pfft, heard it all before. So you might be wondering why I'm talking so fast. I got to get this done in like seven minutes before my fiance gets home because then it's a lot more difficult to record. So, hey, it's all right. We're almost done. Last thing I want to touch on real quick, though, is this that I've decided. I'm going to stop being a lazy piece of shit. I'm going to start recording music again, goddammit, because Jim over at the Master Shake Theater podcast, he can't be the only Aqua Teen podcast putting out cool music. I got to get back in the ring. So, like I said, I'm going to play you a demo I wrote back in 2016, real early 2016. I would have been like 21 or something. I'm 28 now, so this song, fuck, man. This shit is this shit is old, but this is like the last full thing I wrote with, with vocals and stuff. I'm not going to play you none know, of that electronic bullshit. You hear that all over this podcast. You don't need any more of that. So here's your boy playing some instruments, some guitars, some basses, electronic drums, but I don't know how to play drums. Cut me some slack. This is an indie song I wrote. Basically, the gist of it, it's called Mount Disappointment, and it's using... So Mount Disappointment is a mountain in California where the people who originally climbed it, they're like, oh, this is the highest mountain in the area. They climbed it, and then they they saw another mountain a little bit away that was even taller. They're like, oh, fuck. So they named it Mount Disappointment. So I wrote a song about that, essentially, but it's in the context of a relationship. Somebody gets with you, they think you're great, but then they're like, ah, fuck, I'm gonna leave you for someone better. Anyways, it's a, a fun little pop song. Somewhat autobiographical. Not every single lyric is is autobiographical. I was kind of looking at some other relationships too. But yeah, that's the setup, Mount Disappointment. Apologies on the vocals. They are a little too distorted at the time. I thought it was cool. But you know, I wrote the entire song in one sitting uh, one night. So I'm going to cut myself some slack, I guess. It was always meant to be a demo, not a finished thing, whatever. I got to say though, if I had that project file right now, I would turn that distortion down, but I, I can't. I don't have the file anymore, unfortunately. So it is what it is. My plan to re-record the song at some point along with other stuff I've been working on. I think that's enough. Thank you for listening this far. Hope you enjoy Mount Disappointment. Have a great week. I'll see you next week. We'll be talking about, you know what we'll be talking about, that super trivia, Seth MacFarlane, Family Guy, good time. Thanks to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you, Sean, Ian, Josh, Keenan, Hope to Dope, and Buford. See you later.